you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. I know it's a random Wednesday. What are we doing with our lives? But today is the day of the Gemini full moon. And I felt like we love a little astrology forecast moment. And because I didn't upload a couple of episodes of the podcast over the last month while I was moving, basically I just totally dropped the ball. And I was like, no, I have to talk to you about this Gemini full moon. It's literally my moon. I'm a Gemini moon. So this is like my lunar return right now. But um, actually right in the beginning of this episode, if y'all don't know that, if you look at your like sun, moon rising, which I feel like in today's world, most people know their sun, moon and rising, uh, whatever your moon is, whenever there is a full moon or a new moon, um, especially a full moon, or honestly, whenever the moon is in that sign, it doesn't even have to be full or new, you know, it could be like a waxing crescent, but it happens to be in whatever your moon sign is. You go through a lunar return. This happens pretty frequently. Um, I don't think it happens every single month. It kind of depends on how the astrology falls, but it happens pretty consistently you're able to have a lunar return. But when it happens to fall on a full or a new moon, of course, it's a little bit amplified. And for me, being a Gemini moon, going through my lunar return, uh, this is like a huge like emotional closing for me. And for you, it's obviously going to impact you the most wherever Gemini is in your birth chart. And it's going to be a closing of a chapter so that something new can be born. This is what all full moons, in my opinion, serve. They serve as a closing point for something. And I got to tell you, I actually think, and this is just like my personal intuitive, like I didn't pick this up from somebody else. I didn't like, this is just my take on this. I really think that this year, the Sagittarius and Gemini transits have been so impactful for the collective because we went through, and I feel like everybody keeps forgetting about this. We went through eclipse season in Gemini and Sagittarius like a year and a half ago. And so every single new and full moon that happened in Gemini and Sagittarius for about a year and a half, those were really hard because eclipses tend to really amplify those energies. And like people that have a lot of Sag and Gemini, which I do, <laughs> uh, in their chart or wherever it hits your charts during an eclipse season, you feel those things amplified. So I think what I haven't really heard talked about in the astrology community, at least not anybody that I listen to, uh, is that Sagittarius is a very like, and we can talk about this because we're still in Sagittarius season. Uh, Sagittarius is a very jovial sign right? It's a very like happy, expansive, uh, literally ruled by daddy Jupiter himself, which is our planet of luck, abundance, and expansion. And so Sagittarius does not like to be restricted in that way. When the eclipse was happening, I want to say this happened in, was it 2020? <laughs> it might've been 2020 y'all. We had a dark 2020, 
So having our like jovial sign feeling very restricted. And then on top of that, Gemini is this very like chatty, happy, go lucky, um, very communicative energy that to me is like a soft little baby, but in the best way, not quite like cancer. Cancer is like the true baby, but I feel like Gemini still gives baby energy. Um, not like a literal physical baby, like having a baby, but like just that like softness, that innocence, that's a better word for it. It's innocence to me. Um, and so, you know, I know we always talk about when, signs oppose each other, which everybody has a counter sign, right? Like I'm a Taurus, Scorpio is my opposite, uh, Leo and Aquarius, Virgo and Pisces, Capricorn and Cancer, uh, Aries and Libra. And I know I'm missing someone here. (laughs) Did I forget someone? Gemini and Sag. Um, those are like all the opposers, right? I feel like most of the time when it comes to astrological placements, whatever your opposing sign is, you either love them or hate them. There's no in between. However, I think that Gemini and Sagittarius are the only two signs that break that because Gemini and Sagittarius, listen, if you're a Gemini or a Sagittarius and you hate your opposing, I do not understand you truly, because I feel like personally Gemini and Sag, they are the two that are like the most joyful, communicative, they could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like at a dinner party, they want to be sat together because they enjoy each other's company. I feel like most of the other signs that have an opposing or like the opposing of all the other signs, they don't always have that angle. But Gemini and Sag to me always does. Um, So I just feel like when it comes to that, Um, sorry, I'm looking out my window in my office and my neighbor's like backing his car in right now. And I don't know, this is a side tangent. I'm sorry. We'll get back to the astrology, but like I, I live in a community where it is a lot of older people and I always feel a little bit shy because I'm like the youngest person living on my street. <laughs> and I'm also this bitch that like brought the internet. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody living here has the internet, but the house that I live in is it had never had the internet put in. Like we had to have it installed for the first time. And I feel like I brought like the interwebs with me. Like I'm doing something that's super new school. My whole job is online and I'm amongst all these people that are like retirees and stuff. So I always feel really weird sitting in my window and like the front, it like faces the front of my house. I always feel really weird. Like, Oh, I'm just sitting here with like this big ass microphone rigged up these huge lights, which actually I could turn these lights off because I am just sitting here doing podcast stuff. Now I'm not filming. Um, I always feel just like a little weird. (laughs) Like I know what I do is cool, but I always like, I don't know. You know how it is. Like your grandparents don't really understand what the hell you're doing. I feel like that's the energy that I bring to the community. Like nobody really knows what I do. Honestly, they probably all think that I like have an OnlyFans, which like sex work is work, but whatever. Um, Anyways, my point is, is like every time I see a neighbor, like driving by my house, I'm like, oh my God, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. I'm doing a cool thing. I'm, I'm sorry that we haven't talked and you don't know what I do. <laughs> Cause like, honestly, I feel like 
you don't see that every day. How many times do you drive by your neighbor's house and you randomly see someone with like a camera, a huge microphone and like studio lights? You just don't see that every day. Um, and I feel like because I have my lights in here turned on right now too, which I really should stop and turn them off. Uh, you can see into this room really well right now because it's really well lit in here. But in any case, back to the astrology. So my point to all of this is I actually feel that having Gemini and Sag not in eclipses right now, and they won't be for many years, this has felt really good to have our jovial sign of Sagittarius feeling that release point, feeling free, and to have Gemini, our communicator, also really open, right? So going through this full moon, yes, yes, yes. Every astrologer and their mom is talking about how Mars is in retrograde and this can, you know, make us confused and feel angry and emotions can be running a little bit more haywire. I am actually of a disagreement on that. I do not agree with what mainstream astrology is teaching. And I think that having Mars in retrograde is actually a blessing during this time because Mars is in retrograde in the sign of Gemini. And I think if we were doing full steam ahead forward momentum, we would have a lot more problems. And I honestly think with the retrograde, it's dialed back a little bit. It's turned down a little bit. And I think it actually makes this moon even sweeter. And that's just my personal take. But I did also with this astrology forecast, I, I don't do this every time I do astro forecast, but I really wanted to be more intuitive this time, more intentional this time. And I did pull a few cards because I just wanted to ask like divine, you know, this is divine authenticity. I wanted to ask the divine, like, what is the thing that we should be setting our attention on? our intention on as a collective during this full moon? What is the thing that we need to be focused on releasing? And if there were any affirmations that we could pay attention to. So number one, what, where should we be setting our focus on this full moon? I actually pulled, and I'm, I will link these down below for you. Excuse me. Um, I'm using the cosmic guidance by Annie Tarasova, Tarasova, uh, beautiful deck. And then I'm also using the soul whispers, uh, by the same person, Annie Tarasova, which she also goes by dreamy moons online. And both of, I have almost, I think every deck that dreamy moons has produced and gotta tell you, probably some of my favorite decks that I own. And the links that I put down below will be affiliate links. doesn't cost you extra to use them, but it does give me a kickback on commission. So I would appreciate if you use them, if you want to buy these, but, um, not hashtag, not sponsored, just love it. <laughs> um, so the thing that we need to be setting our intention on, I had the, I have the card of joy, which says joy, your inner child is here to play. And this is why I said, I don't really feel like we are going to be as angry. I think because Mars is actually dialed down a little bit in the sign of Gemini, this is more about that innocence, that innocent play, that innocent communication. You know, have you ever talked to a Gemini and like seen how curious they are, but sometimes how much information they actually miss or like, uh, gosh, if I had a nickel for every time I've talked to a Gemini placement that didn't know, like some like innuendo. <laughs> I feel like that is like the trope of Gemini is there is such an innocence to them. There is such an innocence to the way that they perceive the world and even the way that they communicate. 
But I feel like, again, even though to me, cancer is like the true baby, I don't think Gemini is baby. I do think that they still have that lightheartedness to them. And not even if you are a Gemini, I'm just trying to like personify the sign to make it make sense to the human mind a little bit more. But the focal point is to focus on that inner child, on the joy, what makes you happy. And so I would ask you, what is the thing that makes you the happiest in life? Where do you like, what brings you the most peace? I'll give you an example for myself. What brings me the most peace currently is such a cliche answer. And I can't believe it took me like 31 years to get here. But y'all know that I've been telling you for like years that Chloe Taylor does not have a family oriented bone in her body. Uh, my Saturn return has put the smack down on me and I don't think that's actually true. I think I was conditioned to be fiercely independent to make generational change in my family and now that I'm finally at a place of peace in my life, I've like stopped in a valley, basically. You know, we think about our journey going up over the mountain. Um, I don't feel like I'm quite at the top of any mountain, but I'm, I've stopped in a valley and I found peace amongst the people there. That's kind of like, I'm, pers I'm, I'm metaphorically speaking about my life, <laughs> but I feel like this is the first time in my life that I like genuinely want to be connected to my family. I want to see people. I want to communicate. I want to make memories and have tradition. And I don't know what the hell happened in the last like year and a half, two years of almost three years of my life. But I do feel like I have become a little more family oriented than I used to be. And I think it's because I've been really pushing past this I have to be so fiercely independent to get anything done and I'm relaxing and I'm letting people assist me. And it's honestly been a very like heart opening experience. And the reason that I bring this up is I have found what brings me the most joy is spending time with people that I love, whether it's friends or family. And actually it's funny uh, that I bring this up like the day that I'm recording this tonight, I actually have plans to have a Mario Kart night with my family uh, because none of us, well, I'm the only one that doesn't live next to the rest of my family, but uh, that we all get on like discord and we play Mario Kart. We play the new maps that come out together and we usually have a few cocktails and just talk to each other. And it's really nice. It's something that we've done consistently since 2020, not on any kind of schedule, but I'm really happy that this is the thing that I'm putting my focus on tonight because I think it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. But that is what makes me the most happy. That's what brings me the most joy. And maybe for you, that's, you know, cleaning your space and getting your journal out and buying a new candle and doing a face mask and watching your favorite show. You know, maybe that's your joy. Maybe your joy is spending time in nature. So you're going to make time for that today. Maybe your joy is painting or knitting or crocheting or sculpting or creating content. <laughs> Maybe your joy is baking, right? Just prioritize the thing that brings you the most joy. And it's not just today, the day of the full moon. This is also like it's today. And then like the next three days, prioritize your joy. Now I'm not saying like, don't work, don't do the shit that needs to get done, but just be gentler on yourself. 
Be gentler on yourself. Sometimes emotions can be high with the full moon period. Like that is just like a natural consequence. I feel like of the full moon is emotions can run high, even if they're good emotions, even if they're positive feelings, emotions can run really high around the full moon. That's, you know, don't you ever notice how animals kind of act a little on the fritz and babies too? Like we're all just as affected. I feel like we just keep that shit under wraps as adults a little better. Um, and maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> so Focusing on what brings you joy is going to be of like the most importance during this full moon. And then I asked for the release point. What is the thing that we need to let go of during this time period right now? And I actually got the card change new season of life. And I actually think this is extremely powerful. And these are extremely powerful together because here's the other thing. It's not just you know, focusing on what brings you joy. It's if something doesn't bring you joy, you need to let it go. Even just today, let me give you an example of how I've implemented these two things today. Okay. I had started working on a reading for my YouTube channel yesterday, and I'd recorded the first pile of a pick a card and I just really wasn't into it. Like the topic that I had chosen, I really wasn't sold on it. I didn't like the way the reading was coming out. And in the past, I would have like kicked myself in the ass and been like, no, you're going to finish the reading. You're going to sit down, you're going to talk to your guides about it, and you're going to pull through on this. You're going to do it. You've already started. Don't waste like the 45 minutes of footage that you already have. You're going to do it. And I was always just like so hard on myself. And I actually sat down at my desk today, fully prepared to get to work and finish the reading. I just really wasn't feeling it. And I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel good. I don't feel like I want to be here doing this thing right now. And maybe I don't need to do it this way. Maybe I don't need to push myself to make this thing that doesn't make me happy. And imagine if I chose a topic that I actually wanted to do and showed up when I really felt ready to, how much better that reading is going to come out. And I just put away all the cards that I had out. I deleted the files from my camera. I deleted the audio. And yes, I lost like 43 minutes of footage, but immediately I felt relief. And I was like, oh, that was all I needed to do. You know, we'll pick back up tomorrow. I'll pick back up tomorrow and I'll make something different tomorrow when I feel ready. And if I don't feel ready, maybe it'll be another day. You know, I, I feel like that's another thing. If I could add like another small side tangent in here is I think we forget that moving, even if it's in the same town, is, which I did not move to the same town that I was previously in. I moved a little farther, but it is still considered a major life event. And like the same as like having a baby or a death in the family, or, you know, it's like moving is considered like literally by professionals. <laughs> you can like claim that when it comes to, um, anything like legal documentation, you can claim that major life event because moving is considered a, like it is considered such a major life event that for like 90 days after you move, uh, medical, like 
insurance. You can enroll, like open enrollment ticks over if you've moved in a 90 day period and you have 90 days to re-enroll because it is considered a major life event that opens that. So that's what I mean. Like in America, I don't know how it works everywhere else, but that's what I mean. Like I forget that moving, even though it wasn't as dramatic as my move from Utah to Washington state, it was still a major life event. And it's okay if I don't put a YouTube video out this week. It's okay if I get into work a little bit slower. It's okay. <laughs> I don't need to push myself so ridiculously hard to overachieve. And that's what I mean when like, yes, focus on your joy over these next few days. But if something isn't bringing joy to your life, don't engage with it. Let it go. Move into this new way of being this change, this new season of life, because we also just finished an eclipse season in Scorpio and Taurus. This just happened in, uh, November, early October into November. We just experienced this and eclipses are major beginnings and major endings. And we experienced both last month. So we are in a new chapter we don't need to do things the way that we've always done them. That has been true, you know, constantly this is happening. We're going through these cycles. But I feel like in particular, even since like 2020, how many of you, I wish I could actually see a show of hands. <laughs> how many of you feel like it's not even 2022? Like you could think in your mind without really focusing, you could be like, oh yeah, it's still 2019. We've been through a lot collectively since 2019, since early 2020, I would say. We have experienced a lot. Like only recently have I started to get comfortable with the fact that it is 2022, almost 2023. Like there have been so many times where this year alone that I've gone to write the date and I've written 2020 because it just doesn't feel... I would also like to add that I went through a really traumatizing experience in 2021. And I feel like that really made me lose like a chunk of my life. But, um, you know, I just, I feel like we've been through a lot and a lot of us don't stop and realize that this has been hard. And I really do feel that we are, we are at that changeover point. We are at that point where things can start to feel good again. We are at that point where, especially with Jupiter having moved direct in the sign of Pisces, I feel like that's like the wildest dreams coming to the forefront, right? And of course, it's going to depend on where Pisces is in your chart specifically. But with this full moon, you're being asked to let things be different, especially if you're someone that wants to create change for yourself but you're still stuck in this version of you that isn't who you actually are anymore. You're a changed person. Did you know that? <laughs> you're a changed person. You're not the person you used to be. Like, can we just let that sink in for a minute? You're not the person that you used to be. So why do you spend your time focusing on the things that don't bring you joy instead of giving the time to the things that make you happy? You're being asked to do that. And also I do think that there's a lot of insight that comes with this full moon in the sense that, you know, uh, Gemini is ruled by Mercury, which is our mind. 
Mercury is the messenger of the gods and Mercury or Gemini is also our communicator. So I do feel like we are getting some insight about what makes us happy and what doesn't. And with that information, you might come to find that some of that shit's a little upsetting. You might find that something that used to give you joy suddenly doesn't anymore. And you may have to make that hard decision to go on without it. It could be a person. It could be a place. It could be an identity that you've carried, but you're being asked to let go. And to like the card that I have that says change new season of life. It has this tree that's like transitioning from spring to winter. It could be autumn to winter, but the tree is black and white. So it's hard to say, (laughs) but my point to this is a lot of times we fear the winter, right? We fear the colder month. We fear the, I mean, even metaphorically speaking, the trees don't have that abundance of leaves, right? It's cold. It's bitter. Everything's dead. But what if you could trust in the timing of winter? What if you could trust in the timing of your life? What if you could sink in and go inward and be okay with whatever that outcome from that looks like and know that spring is going to come again? Do you think that the tree fears the winter? Cause I don't think it does. I think the tree knows that spring will come and summer will come and the harvest will come and then we'll do it all again. And you're being asked to remember that, that even if you're in a place in your life during this full moon that is upsetting, this is not going to be your life forever. This is a blip in the grand scheme of your life. I know that especially if you're somebody that suffers, you know, please remember that I'm not a therapist, but I've dealt with these things myself. So I'm speaking on my own experience. I, I just want to say like, even if you're really anxious or really depressed or deal with panic attacks, like I did, or like insomnia, like I did, it doesn't have to be your whole life. It can just be a time period of your life. And even though you don't like it and you want to move on, you can. And this is that gateway. This is the point where the change starts to make sense. And I'm not saying that everybody that goes through this Gemini new moon is going to like mentally be so well, you know, that's, that's up to your healing plan to decide. That's up to your wellness to decide. That's up to you to go in whatever direction seems appropriate for you. But my point is, is that things can change. You don't have to accept that this is just the way your life is and this is where it's going to be forever. And I would actually say that the most powerful change comes when we desperately want something to be different. So much so that we're willing to put the energy into the change. And I really feel like this might not be the answer you want to hear, but especially if you struggle with like, is it anxiety or is it my intuition? Ask yourself what makes you feel good because where the joy is, that's what you need to follow. That's your intuition speaking. That's your soul talking to you. The things that make you feel joyful. And then we also have as an affirmation or like an extra little card that I pulled, everyone in your life is teaching you something. Are you learning? Oh, that's a deep, (laughs) especially during Sag and like, and this card also has the sun and moon on it, which I think is really funny because that's how we get a full moon is when the 
sun and moon oppose, like they sit opposite each other, um, across the wheel. So everyone in your life is teaching you something. Are you learning? And that's just such a beautiful, like what a way to stay curious, which is all Gemini wants is you to stay curious and to talk about it. (laughs) So what a beautiful way to stay curious and open. What is the current situation in your life teaching you? What are the people around you, whether they're people that you love spending time with or people that you actually hate spending time with? What are they teaching you? What are you learning? This whole season during Sagittarius season is such a learning experience. I mean, Sagittarius is the philosopher and Gemini is the communicator. Both of them seek knowledge endlessly. That's like their whole thing. This is why I say that Gemini and Sag, I feel like actually really like each other. Uh, Not like much to the other Zodiacs opposing dismay. Gemini and Sag are actually friends. I think they are the most capable of being friends. Um... But everyone is here to teach you something. Every experience is teaching you something. And what have you learned? Especially when it comes to how you communicate with others. What other, like what things people say to you. How you speak to others. And also, what are you willing to let go of to change? This could also be like, to me, really big on like your internal dialogue, how you talk to yourself. What are you willing to let go of? What are you willing to change? This could even be a really powerful moon to rewrite the story that is you. What kind of life do you envision for yourself? And how can you start telling that story to yourself today? You know, I have that really powerful story that I, I want to say it was like episode 109 on the podcast where I talked to y'all about like my sleep routine and how I basically went from being really anxious, having a lot of panic attacks, not being able to sleep, basically having insomnia to calling myself a morning person, going to bed early, getting up early. And I got to tell you, most of that work was just me changing my belief in my story. No longer telling myself that I couldn't sleep, that sleep was hard, that this was something I had to keep struggling with. I started to tell myself that I was a morning person and this is just normal for me and it's how I behave. And of course, there's a point where your mind is like, bitch, that's not you. Shut the hell up. But you have to silence that voice and go, no, actually it is. Actually it is. And I'm not going to entertain the thoughts that tell me that it's not. I promise you, you can, you can accomplish anything you want in this lifetime. If you have the audacity to silence the mind in that way and not pay attention to the thoughts that try to tell you the things that are not true. Because most of the time, it's not even your voice. It's the voice of somebody else that put that in your head. So this is a really powerful moon to change the way that you talk about yourself, to let go of things that maybe are not good internally for you um, with your dialogue, with your own personal story, and just accept that you're in a new season now. You're in a new season of life now. It's not the way that it used to be. And remind yourself to look for evidence of that in your day-to-day life. 
And that is what I'm going to leave you with for this Gemini full moon. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but, um, I got family plans tonight. I got things to do. <laughs> so I hope you all have a wonderful full moon and do what brings you joy. Uh, don't forget to check out the Patreon for extra content. Um, all my links will be down below the decks that I talked about as well. And I love you so much, pumpkin. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you again in the next one. Bye.